All right, and welcome. This is the Nassau Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Lanamar. With me as always, James O'Hara. Hello. Sean Hogan. Hi. So, uh, last time around, we covered most of the free agent stuff, and what do you know? Nothing has happened since then. Yeah. Well, uh, they've played some baseball. They have played some baseball. Baseball-related substances. And let me tell you, I was down there for the last four games, not including today. Rub it in, why don't you? Could have used some more offense. <laughs> <laughs> Could have used like anything. Could have used like some Scherzer Strasburg action, maybe. That would have been fun to watch. Yeah, we're it's like. Really anything. My dad and I were down there, like, oh, so we're down here for four days. We should get one of the big two. And, yeah. you know, nope. I don't. You meant, you meant Joe Ross and Austin both as your big two, right? Yeah. <laughs> the big two competition, <laughs> the only competition on the field, except for apparently Starlin Castro trying to hit his way into a competition. Yeah. Yeah, he was looking a little rough. Uh, the one guy that I saw that impressed me, who is not going to make the roster by any stretch of the imagination, um, Sean, what can you tell me about um, Luis Garcia, Luis Garcia? Luis Garcia? Mm-hmm. The, he's the 19-year-old, right? Yes, yeah, the number one prospect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Carter, unless Carter Kaibum gets yep. sent back home to AAA and doesn't, doesn't get to stay with the Nats. Considering that we're prospect. calling it his home at this point. <laughs> So, Kevin yeah. doesn't get sent back. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, number one prospect. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's he's a decent prospect and an elite prospect by Nats means because our system is garbage. Mm-hmm. So you know he's eight times more of a prospect than pretty much anybody else in the system. He's been on top one hundred lists, so that makes him a real prospect. And like multiple years in a row too. Yes, yeah, so that yeah. makes him a real prospect. It's not just bullshit. Like you've heard his name enough times because he's fourth best in the net system multiple years in a row, but he's not actually really that good. Like that. had plenty of other prospects. So uh, on that same note, a guy like what's his name, Tim Kate? Yeah. yeah. Is he actually like any no. good? That was the throw in that was always like any trade that you saw was like, you know, it'll be Carter Kaiboom and like Tim Kate will be in there too. And it's like, who the fuck is this guy? I mean he's Probably like a top twenty prospect in most systems, and he's probably what like number six or seven in ours. I assume definite top ten. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, if he can stick as a starter, like a, he might be all right. But that's anybody like him. It's like if they can do this, then they'll be good. But yeah, John Lennon, Danny Rosenbaum, what's his name? I'm forgetting Tom one Malone. Tommy Malone. Both is yeah. Kate's left-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, Boff. There's somebody between Rosenbaum and Boff. I can't remember now. That was similarly like slow throwing, but almost got places, but mm. never quite made it. The only difference with him is at least he's got his curveball is apparently like legit, like an amazing pitch. Where everybody else was like, "Well, you know, they're soft tossers. They have good control, command, whatever. They'll like they just like they outperform their stuff." Well, him, mm-hmm. it's at least like he has at least one really good pitch. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have. Really, another good pitch. Uh, we've had Trevor Hoffman with the changeup. We've had Mariano Rivera with the cutter. Is it time for Tim Kate and the all curveball pitcher? Just come out curveball, 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 and see what happens. Didn't that guy already pitch? His name was Braden Looper. Did he? Oh God, no! That was just a horrible joke. <laughs> His name is Looper. Yeah, we just we just lost <laughs> all of our. Do you also think that Grant Balfour walked everybody he faced? Yes. <laughs> Well, how Bailey always gave up home runs. Well, yeah. 
Well, that's not too far from the truth. Yeah. But well, Homer Bush never hit home runs, though, so. Yeah. It only applies to pitchers, apparently. But back, back to Garcia. My only concern with him now is that everyone saw him hit that home run. They're like, wow, he looks just like Juan Soto. He hit an opposite field, you know, home run. And I'm like, please don't expect him to, like, come to the major leagues well, this year, hit 300, you know, hit 25 home runs. Like, he's a... <laughs> Sort of an all-around second baseman type, you know, where he's gonna, right. you know, play good defense, you know, run a little bit, hit a little bit for contact, you know, get on base, a little bit of pop, you know, sort of. My concern is he yeah. looked huge in that video, but he didn't look any smaller than Juan Soto. For that, to the point, for a second, I thought they were just tweeting two different videos of Juan Soto, <laughs> and then realized what it, what they were talking about instead. I mean, these but days you like, can play Hughes just second base. That's not a big problem. That's true. I mean, we saw Daniel Murphy play at second base. I mean, he can't be any more immobile than that. Right. It's it's mostly concerning to me to the fact that probably two years ago, between him and Kiboom, you know, two of their top five prospects were guys low minors, young, could hit well, and were at shortstop and might be able to stay there. And Garcia was definitely seen as somebody who had a better chance of staying there. Mm-hmm. And I think now... I don't think either of those guys are really shortstops at this point. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of concerning because um, then you got Trey Turner for only three more years, I think. Mm-hmm. Two more years, three more years. I think it's three. Three. A lot can happen in three years. Um, yeah, because he started, because he was Super 2 and he was Super 2 last year, was his first year of arbitration. So he has three more years in arbitration. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely find you know other people. Maybe Yasiel Antuna suddenly gets good again and is worth the three three point nine million dollars they gave him as a bonus. I think that maybe one of the Fangraphs guys was still into him. I forget so, somebody this offseason was like, "Don't forget well, about Antuna. Like, he just hasn't played in two right, years." He had like a lot of injuries. Yeah, he, he had Tommy John two years ago, and then this year something else happened. And he only played like three games. Gotcha. Um, yeah, okay. but they're like so, he still looks. Yeah. Good, considering he really hasn't played much in two years. Right, so it's not like a complete washout. Yeah, but, but he also know. was sort of, they weren't sure if he was really, because, well, I think also everyone always thought that Garcia was going to be the one to stick a shortstop, so now that Garcia's growing out of it potentially, maybe they just assumed that Antuna would be moving, so we'll see. He's, is he the one that's uh, Christian Guzman's nephew? Antuna? Yeah. I think so. Christian sure. Antuna Garcia Guzman? <laughs> um. But it's just an interesting thing. I think as we found this offseason, it is pretty easy to find a lot of random second basemen and third basemen. Mm-hmm. And the Nets seemed to bring in as many as they possibly could for fun, <laughs> just to prove a point. Uh, it is not nearly so easy to find a random shortstop who's any good. You either have to have a very good shortstop or you have no shortstop. But it was weird. Like last year at the deadline, I felt like there were a bunch of decent shortstops available, and I guess just no contenders. All contenders like had them already. But it was weird. It was like people always want shortstops, and like there was for one supply and no demand. But I don't remember off the top of my head who it was. <laughs> so I might just be imagining it. I'm trying to think of who was available. I can't really think about it because we were focused on. How are we going to fix this Holy shit show yeah. of the whole thing? Didn't really care about shortstop. That was <laughs> yeah. that position was settled. Could have gotten Brandon Crawford. Uh, speaking of of relievers, uh, the other bad news 
from this, besides Scherzer and Strasburg, which we briefly touched on, is Will Harris pretty much immediately showed up to camp injured. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he showed up to camp through, like, a side session two times, and then was like, all right, I'm hurt. So that's great. Really good timing. Daniel Hudson has looked not good. Basically, like, Daniel Hudson looked at every other time in his career except for last year. Yeah, uh, the couple of games that I saw him, uh, he was not missing many bats, and they were not fooled on anything. They were hitting those balls hard. Right. So it's like good. Uh, Sean Doolittle seems to be having no case spring, though. I haven't heard anything bad from him. He apparently is using lavender oil on his glove to keep him calm. <laughs> so that's just nice for him. Uh, so I mean, they got one piece, but I mean, you can't, if you're going into the season with Harris out and Hudson not looking very good, and I mean, obviously both of those things can change pretty quick. I think Harris was getting some work in today. Uh, that really kind of blows a hole in your hole. Well, if we have a better bullpen, then we don't necessarily need the offense from Anthony Rendon argument pretty badly. Yeah. But it's okay because we got a lot of third basemen, and having a lot of third basemen is always better than having one really good one, right? True. Although one of them might have to take over for Starlin Castro at second base. So but keep him there because apparently he can't play defense at third, but he can play defense at second. <laughs> Like strategy, I've, only, I've seen like a couple videos of Car- like Carter Keeboom like making nice defensive plays, and all of them have been when he was in the shift yep. from third base to the other side at second base. It's been like, all right, do we have any highlight? Like it's the one video I remember seeing him from third of him at third base is when he booted that ball like four times <laughs> and never made a throw. I mean, it's absolutely confirmation bias, but I feel like his name is the one that I have seen the most when I have gotten an alert about a score yeah. happening, and it's been because of an error. Yeah. And it's been yeah. because of an error on Carter Kaipoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, that experiment has not gone well so far. I was just looking at spring training stats. I was like, oh, you know, Daniel Hudson, that doesn't look too bad. You know, he has he doesn't have any any walks at all, 7.7K per nine. That'll go up. I'm like, oh, my God, he's giving up four home runs per <laughs> nine innings. That's great. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, look at everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I guess after today, <clears throat> Kai Boom is six for twenty-seven with one extra base hit after striking out three times this afternoon. Yeah. So I, I'd be shocked um, if they were if they were to start the season with him on the roster, especially because it just the numbers would be odd in mm-hmm. that way. Because um, then your infield would just be Zimmerman Kendrick. Thames, Castro, Ken, uh, not Kendrick, Castro, uh, Ascap, Trey, uh, Trey Turner, Ascap, and then if you were to bring Keyboom, it would also be Keyboom starting at third, and that would leave Kendrick and Ascap and Ruth Zimmerman as your three backup saying if Eric Thames is starting on what, you know, if it's a right handed pitcher, which it normally will be, which is it's very odd. Bench, it's not really that versatile. Yeah. Not really, can't play them in positions. I mean, to be fair, the Nats rolled through a lot of last season with similar benches. Uh, they had no backup shortstop for a long while. Um, and then finally got Mr. Cabrera, and he was sort of the backup shortstop, which I guess he could be in that scenario next year. But, God, I mean, really, the only, yeah, the only reason you would 
bring up Kiboom as if he's starting. And if the only reason you'd be starting him is if he's crushing it this spring to give you a reason to call him up. And he's not doing that right now. So I don't see how you're not rolling with some combination of Cabrera, Kendrick, and Castro kind of rotating around between second and third base and trying to get production from them. Then if one of those... You know, like I said, said a couple times. I've said a couple times. Castro hasn't really started that well this spring. I haven't seen too much of what Kendrick and Cabrera have done. But I, if they're struggling, and the team is struggling, then I can see them bring up Kibum again in you know late April, early May, to take over at third base or second base and try to give them a spark. But at this point, I'd be surprised if he started the season with them. And the old guys are going to want their bats too. So yeah. you know, if you have him up, then just just one more mouth to feed too. Um. So does where he's assigned say anything to you if they assign him to double A as opposed to triple A? Um, I may be surprised if they didn't send him to triple A. Um, because I, in general, their plan last year was people at double A were more of their emergency gotcha. folks. So they, uh, their third string catcher, uh, an extra starting pitcher, I think, can like, Wilmer Defoe or like one of the infielders like that. I think we're all in double A so that they could come up immediately since Harrisburg is much closer to DC mm-hmm. than Fresno, California is. <clears throat> um, who's to say if uh, Fresno will even be playing baseball? Maybe he'll have to go to double A. It's mm-hmm. very fair. Um, so let's see. So I guess the other real like thing worth talking about as far as how the roster's constructed is the the number five spot between Ross, Voth, and I guess technically Eric Fetty, but I feel like he's the odd man out. But Fetty's pretty much out He's done, he right? has options. Yeah. Unless he, he like threw a perfect game every <clears throat> outing. Yeah. Because uh, he got, there's some weird quirky way based on like the first time you're called up and if you don't, it's the first time you're called up but you like barely ever play in the majors, then you can get, like, a fourth option. Well, also, mm-hmm. like, if you don't have that many pro years, because he got called up, yeah, that was like, two. a year. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got to be, like, called up within, like, a couple of years, like, only a year or two, and then, yeah, there's some, like, weird way that you can earn an extra fourth option, which Fetty did. <laughs> earn a thing that you do not want. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think one of the other Nats got it, too. Fuck the foe. I'm not sure. I know for sure Fetty got it. So he's pretty much going to be the one who's optioned to double or triple A to be the backup. And then between the two, then Ross and Voss will both make the team. One of them will be fifth starter, and one of them will be long man, eighth guy in the bullpen, taking up that 26th roster spot. That makes sense. Let's look at their spring stats so far. Oh, Ascab is also real bad in the spring. He's got a 375 OPS. Which is still like a hundred points better than Starlin Castro. Oh, well, maybe you do start keeping them. So it's apparently he's slightly better than that. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> Who's been the best here? Well, I guess technically Carter Keeboom. So when he starts, I don't know. Let's see. So Ross is sitting on two four five ERA. He's thrown seven innings, four hits. Not a lot of strikeouts, more walks than strikeouts at this point. So 0.75 strikeout to walk, not great. No, 
That's pretty good. <clears throat> um, it's probably more telling than the ERA is. Yeah, a whip of close to 1.1. That's a good draw. Because pitchers can prevent runs at a better rate than their strikeout to walk ratio would suggest, but not quite to that level of a 0.75. Vaughn, on the other hand, uh, has two starts, three games total, right about seven innings. Uh, His strikeout to walk is six. Wow. (laughs) Does he have just six strikeouts and one walk? Yes, yes, he does. Across two starts, so that's that's not that many strikeouts, though. No, it's concerning. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how much they really decide this one based on how they actually do in spring, or if it's more along the lines of as long as they both are healthy, we're gonna go with the person we believe in based on their longer track record. Because mm-hmm. I think in that case, you know, you'll see Joe Ross being the one who kind of comes out. I mean, he's been in the majors longer. He's actually had some success as a starter and has also had some really poor results as a reliever last season. And maybe you don't completely buy into that and then try it again. But because you would think he would have a pitch mix um, with a power slider and a fastball that, you know, he can keep it a decent average as a starter, but as a reliever, he should be able to pump up faster and kind of make them play off each other pretty well. But last season he was not very good at that. So, And he was pretty good as a starter, especially towards the end of the year. He was the one who ended up on the playoff roster. He was the one who ended up having to make an emergency start in the World Series when Max Scherzer couldn't move his body at all. So I would think, unless they see anything crazy, which so far those stats don't sound like anything crazy, that make you change your mind that we would see Ross start out the year as the fifth starter and both in the bullpen. Uh, but obviously, since he'd be right there, there'd be plenty of opportunity if things aren't going well to switch it up. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, speaking of Max Scherzer not being able to move, um, apparently he's dealing with some discomfort in his side. Aren't we all? Uh, <laughs> which apparently he's not particularly concerned about. He thinks it's just he's tired. He just really, he's a really bad sleeper, apparently. <laughs> Can we get him a new pillow? <laughs> well, I feel like he should have made enough money in his career by now to have a bread shipped alongside the rest of his stuff from city to city. So he can always have the perfect bed <laughs> with him and in pillow in every city. But he shouldn't be relying on hotels at all. Maybe that will solve his problem finally. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully that ends up not being an issue. Um, I mean, really, anything hearing about his back or neck kind of frightens me a little bit. Yeah, we've been through this radio two years in a row Yeah, now where it kind of sounds like a minor thing and then it keeps keeps going yeah. and going. So, uh, it's a little concerning. It's also... You know, it's kind of par for the course when you win the World Series. You often run into these issues the next season. That's why it's not that easy to go back-to-back frequently unless you're like the 1990s Yankees when you can just do a whole line change on the roster. Yeah. Own the entire league. Yeah, just pay, just pay for five new stars to come in and replace those guys who won last year. 
keep winning. Um, so especially because the Nats are such an old team, it's not completely surprising they get off to a slow start in spring. Uh, you know, veterans aren't always there to try to get the results. They're there to make sure that things feel right, look right. You know, they're seeing what they think they're seeing and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we definitely could be in for, you know, a spring season where nothing really looks that good. And then when they start the year, you kind of get a switch to flip and they look a lot better. Um, or it could kind of just sleepwalk through the rest of the season, go, you know, 81 and 81, something like that. Never quite seem like a threat. Uh, but it'll still be a lot of fun because a lot of almost the entire roster from the World Series team is back. Uh, so you get a lot of guys to cheer for. We get to do a lot of standing ovations for Howard Kendrick. So. And for Will Harris. And for Will <laughs> Harris, <laughs> indeed. So, you know, if that's what comes of it, then I think it's a fine trade-off. I'm pretty sure every man's fan would make. I would take Owen yeah. 162 yeah. for the World Series. I mean, we can't really complain at this yeah. point, right? No. <laughs> no, I mean, I was just thinking this one of my favorite tweets this guy's like, oh, me reaping. Yes, fuck yes. Oh, yeah. And then me sewing. Oh, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, it kind of felt like when they announced Max Scherzer going to miss starts and might not, you know, they think, oh, it'll be fine. He'll make opening day. But it definitely had the feeling of previous times and be like, oh, yeah, he'll be back soon. And then he wasn't. It's like, ah, oh, man, it was so great. It won the World Series. It's like, oh, there are consequences to that? Damn. Which, I mean, bullshit. Even if he's going to miss opening day, like, Maybe we, we all will. We'd all prefer that if it takes six weeks for him to get this straight, yeah. him to take the six weeks and get it right, yeah. instead of missing a couple of starts every couple of weeks because he's continued to nurse this thing right. for the next six months. Little do we know that Eric Fetty is, keeps on stealing his pillow. It's like, <laughs> yeah. this is my only option to make the team if Max starts the year on the DL. Sorry, the IL. And he wouldn't because... Both and yeah, mm. Ross like, would, and I feel like they still at that point they're like, "Oh, let's bring a let's keep an actual reliever." James here. Bork, <laughs> step on down. Amelia Bonifacio, mm-hmm. put him on the team. Oh, no. Is he hitting? Is anybody actually hitting this spring that might not oh. have been expected to be on the team? Bonifacio hit a home run the other day. Wow, this which, first time for everything. Yeah. Um, Wilson, comma J. Is that uh? Justin Josh, Wilson, Justin Wilson, Josh Wilson. No, Justin Wilson's on the no. Mats. He's like a, he's a he's like a I think he's like a twenty nine year old minor leaguer. I might be making that up. I was just looking. There was somebody Wilson that signed. I don't know where it went. Mm-hmm. There's also a C Wilson. Two Wilsons. <laughs> CJ Wilson. Two Wilson. Two Furious. <laughs> Jacob Wilson, Wilson. Has to split himself into two different people and is making two comeback attempts. Jacob Wilson and Cody Wilson. Okay, Cody Wilson was apparently our. 13th round pick in 2018, so he's just up there to be a body, I assume. Cause that he, doesn't sound like a real person. He hit 222 in, like, A-ball last year, so, yeah, he's not going to be around. And Was Jacob Wilson, well, he, in, like, five games, but, yeah. Oh, man, damn. But, Jacob, yeah, Jacob Wilson is a 29-year-old third baseman who I think, yeah, he played in Fresno last year. Doesn't sound familiar. He actually raked in Fresno. Of course, everybody raked in AAA yeah, last year, but PCL. Yeah, but I mean, he had three ten, four hundred four, six hundred nine. I mean, not bad. The other question I was sort of thinking of, I mean, 
I think that it's been established that most of us, not just in this room, but in general, don't prefer Hunter Strickland to pitch like ever. Mm -hmm. He's not pitching well in spring training. I mean, there's, it's not like the Nats have like an abundance of believer depth that you do have guys like Bork has uh, like 11 strikeouts to one walk in like six innings. Uh, Quackenbush has pitched pretty well and has been in the majors for you know a good amount. You, could you guys see Strickland not making the team? Yes. Okay. I mean, there was talk that he could have been cut. What was it this past Sunday? Maybe. Just Should because of contracts, but like what they would yeah, have paid him, right? Because that, that's why that's why I'm like kind of leaning towards that they won't, <clears> just because I feel like they've had every opportunity to do it and save more money, and they haven't. I guess like at this point, there's no real, you know. I guess there's not really a huge reason to to save a couple hundred thousand dollars, whereas you could still cut them before opening day and mm-hmm. you know, still save a good amount of money. I mean, they're not quite as up against it as to start the year as they were last year, but they're still pretty close to the luxury tax line if they were anticipating making any midseason trades to take on salary, plus mm-hmm. you know the bonuses they'd have to pay out. I mean, they could get kind of close to the to that line again that it might it'd be worth it to save a couple hundred thousand. Um, it would also be worth it just not have to see him pitch. Yeah, I at this point it, maybe you need you'd like to have depth, especially with the approach they're going in terms of you know really banking on having depth in the bullpen and a decent bullpen, you know, one to six to be able to make sure that they keep leads or they you know keep games where they're trailing close and that kind of stuff. But at this point, I don't see how Hunter Strickland contributes to that in any way whatsoever since he seems to give up at least two home runs every time he steps on the mound. <laughs> That's not useful in any way whatsoever, especially not if you're going to be paying him over a million dollars. I think it's like a million and a half. But you don't like a guy that can give up home runs to lefties and righties equal, equal opportunity? Yeah. I mean, he's been terrible. He's been terrible ever since he got here. 1.6. Never been a point. Yeah, one point. There's never been a point where he's been good. I mean, it was kind of surprising they tendered him. Yeah, in the first place. But we would have assumed the reason they tendered him was, oh, well, we'll get like the two to three weeks at the beginning of spring training, and then if he looks like he's getting better, then we can keep him around. And if he's looking like he did this last year, then we get rid of him. And then he looked probably even worse than he did last year, and he's still here. You look at like half of the underlying stuff, and you're like, yeah. "Wow, that's good." Fourteen point four strikeouts per nine, one point yeah. it walks. That's awesome. Yeah. Then you look at the other half; it's fourteen point four hits per nine <laughs> and three point six home runs per nine. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to walk <laughs> players if you're throwing easy balls to hit. But who's nobody's standing around to get four balls if you're just gonna throw? You know, five strikes in a row at them, and two aren't perfect ones, and then the other three they're just hacking at until they finally <laughs> crush one. You're not going to walk many people that way, but that would not necessarily make you good. Jeez. No, it's crazy that he's still around. I don't understand that one at all. Yeah, it'll be interesting how much longer. Uh, it lasts. I mean, they made a first round of cuts, but it was only a handful of people that got cut, right? Yeah, it was mostly just minor leaguers who would have gotten cut <coughs> earlier, but because minor league camp started so late this year for some reason that nobody seemed to actually know why, 
then they had to kind of keep those guys around in the majors a little in the major league camp a little longer because they didn't want them just to be like doing workouts for a week and a half to help out when they needed bodies and then once the real game started and they don't need body you know the, the starters are ready to start playing in the games they don't need bodies anymore and to be like all right well now you can just go sit around for another week and a half and then you can go <laughs> and then start up again i'm sure that'll be healthy so they kind of kept all those guys around and then finally once the minor league side started up they were able to ship them out that makes sense so but no there are no no real cuts at this point uh, two other injuries that have come up. One's kind of more or less resolved itself. Uh, Robles had an oblique issue that he was dealing with. He mm-hmm. came back in the lineup. I don't think he's played in the field yet, though. He might have just DH'd. I, he definitely DH'd on Saturday. The good I, news is Victor Robles is probably the one player they have a really good backup plan for. Yeah. Him and if one of their first basemen get injured, those would be the two that would be in a good spot for. Well, really, if right field or center field get hurt in a first baseman. True. They're in good spot. If left field gets hurt, yeah, they're, screwed. they're in big trouble. Yep. You're saying that you can't win games with zero batters? <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of right field, that is where our other injury appears. Yeah. Uh, Adam Eaton is dealing with a hamstring issue and as of a day ago is not yet running at 100% yet. But he is running, so... Yeah, which is not a great start for a team that seems to have gone with the backup outfield plan of Michael A. Taylor. I don't know. I'm sure Eric James and Howie Kendrick can stand out there, right? And, and, and Andrew Stevenson's going to hit Howie 50 off the bench again, right? <laughs> How so does Andrew Stevenson come back up? Andrew Stevenson, who I guess was sort of decent in limited opportunities last year, but I, I would not count on that to continue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they kind of roll in the dice – with the idea that they're three, especially since two of the their starting outfielders are very young, that they'd be able to stay healthy, that they only need to keep you know one solid fourth outfielder, uh, and they can cover other regular rests with you know the hodgepodge of infielders that can stand there for a game. Uh, but if they have significant injuries in that in the outfield, then they're they're getting pretty screwed right off the bat. Yeah. This is like when I get drunk and play out of the park baseball, I build the most terrible bench possible, and then like somebody gets hurt, and I have to make 12 trades just to find <laughs> enough players to fill my spots. <laughs> or call up Wilmer Defoe. Oh. I wonder if he'll get picked up, because he's, he's out of options, I know. People are just always picking up mediocre middle infielders, but... He's we'll just ours. have to stick with Adrian Sanchez. Oh, God. <laughs> He's not yeah. out of options. Nope. Because he, he only got added for the first time last year, right? Because... He's not no, good at He's not good at baseball. So. 2018, so this would be his last option. That's okay. Nobody would take him. No. He's pretty old. Yeah. And bad. He's nice. That's the qualities I look for in baseball players. He seems friendly. He tries. It's better than not seeming friendly and also not being good. Got to Got to pick one. Feel bad. I keep on reading like articles about uh, Brandon Snyder. Like, yeah, like you know, he's playing because he loves the game. You know, he's like a good dude, and he's like you know, kind of like a captain type player. I'm like, man, like it'd be nice to see him be in a major league uniform again. 
and then he's a like first base, third base, corner outfielder. I'm like, yeah, this is just about the worst team for him to be on <laughs> yeah. with all the old dudes because it's like yes. pretty much just first baseman on the, on the roster. Yeah, unless they start making some incredible decisions on cuts. Yeah. There's not a spot for you, sadly. No. No, there's not. Uh, <clears throat> so, Carter Keeboom likely going back to AAA. Um, how long of a leash do they give him and the roster before they look to try and do something at third base? Uh, I mean, traditionally... June? Well, I was going to say, if they send him in AAA, traditionally the Nats' MO is to go at least into the third week of April, which coincidentally is also when the service time calendar doesn't tick over a full year. Um, but also, it's enough time that you can you let somebody try to get comfortable, try to do their work, and then if they're not doing well, then know that you are you, know, you need to make a change and also, last year's 1931, notwithstanding, April is pretty much, the end of April is pretty much your last chance at turning things around before you end up too far south in the wrong direction. Uh, I would not recommend they try to go 1931 again this year. I don't think it would work out quite the same way. Not a recipe for success. So, <clears throat> but, you know, if you're sitting at the end of April and you're well, like 10 and 14 or something like that. I think that's about how many games they play. Probably a little bit more. But close to the end of the April, you know, like 10 and 14, you're not getting the offense you need, but you're seeing good things from the pitching side. Then I think that's when you see Carter Keepum come up. I would assume he'd get him out a month. And then if he's also not doing well, uh, but they're still kind of in it, I could see them go for an early move in June to try to pick up somebody to help out. I don't know exactly who would be available in terms of either a trade or the move that kind of went last year where they picked up Fernando Rodney and brought a power off of waivers, helped him turn around and the Drupal Cabrera as well. You know, they might look for somebody like that, you know, a veteran who they can put at third base. Maybe Brandon Snyder will come back. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'd say if nothing's working, then early June would probably be when we first would see a potential move happening if they're really scuffling and, you know, sitting, you know, a couple games under 500. If they're even, like, three or four games over 500, I think they would wait all the way till the trade deadline to really make a change. That's I mean, right. based on how they've acted before. And also they'd be cycling through so many options, too. It's, you know... For them to go after somebody, you would really have to have a good combination of Castro, Cabrera, and Kiboom all failing while, like, you know, only playing, you know, Kendrick half the time at second base, stuff like that, too. Yeah. I mean, seems like it'd be something that they could go after somebody earlier, but I don't really think that it's really Rizzo's MO to just sort of dump after. You know, no. I think, I think all the options will be given. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to go earlier in that, we're essentially talking something catastrophic of a couple of guys get hurt, and you're getting yeah. zero production out of that position. Yeah. Like you're having multiple things add up at that point, yeah. not mm-hmm. just a well. Third base isn't really producing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And chances are there will be something else that's also not producing that we don't have uh, anything behind. Right, or it's more necessary to immediately look outside for another solution and not say, well, maybe Howie Kendrick can start almost every game at third base and not get hurt. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's try it. And then we'll, and then we'll see. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. God, it was like, no. Like, Eaton got hurt. It's like, oh, Howie can play right field, right? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure he can. I, mean, I, I assume the first plan would be like Eric Thames going oh, yeah. out there. Full time. I think he played outfield occasionally with the Brewers. Yeah, mm. uh, especially out, yeah, as an outfield. Especially when they had that issue where Thames got injured and Aguilar started and started beating the shit out of the ball, mm. and then Thames came back and they're like, uh, "Outfield, I guess." <laughs> it's like, that's where Brian Braun is. I don't know. Put him at left. Lorenzo <laughs> Cain's like, I gotta deal with this shit. <laughs> Yeah. So you want me to cover from six feet inside of each line? Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so I got to know. Then Yellich, I think at the time, like, Yellich was hurt, and then Yellich came back, and they're like, I guess, I don't know, Ryan Braun is on the bench, and then Kane's on the bench, and he just kept moving. Yeah. Him, you know. it's, can anybody so, catch? Yeah. <laughs> so very awkward. The Brewers are a very interesting team. Uh, they Sadly, the free agent market moved in a way they didn't get quite as many weird steals right before the end of the year. Um, since especially since they can't fit Yasiel Puig onto their team anywhere, otherwise, I would 100% guess that he would be a pro right now. <laughs> they did do it weird though, right? Because they didn't they grab a bunch of uh, like don't they have like no starters? They got somebody, like, or they have like a bunch of like five inning starters basically because they're they signed that uh, Lindblom who had been pitching in Korea or Japan the last couple yeah. of years. Oh, yeah, and they're like, you know, maybe Freddie Peralta can, you know, be a starter, but he can only throw four innings, but he's going to strike out ten guys every four innings. But I feel like they just have a bunch of guys that are in that kind of, we can throw five innings boat, or we can throw, you know, 60, 70 pitches. They basically have a lot of Feddies, except ones that are, like, kind of good at pitching. <laughs> can strike guys out. <clears throat> so... I think that about covers anything that's going on. We should probably go through some predictions. Would be my... Yeah, let's go through predictions. So, let's do... Standings of the division. I don't need wins for everybody. Wins or losses for everybody. Uh, Wins or losses for the Nats. And then... Cy Young MVP, and I'm going to skip rookie of the year because I couldn't tell you young baseball players that are coming up right now. So in that order, Cardi you keep them. say the standings and then say how many wins we think the Nats have. Yes. Okay. Standings just for the NL East. Uh, yeah. I guess we could do the division winners for the NL. And or I guess for, there you go. Yeah. Let's do the division winners for okay everybody else, and then the standings for the East. Um, I don't remember if I picked them last year. I assume I did. I think we all did. Yeah, we'll do that again. We're all like, they may not win, but we'll pick them. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be just as tough this year as it was last year. It kind of worked out for the Nats last year. Um, we'll see if it works out for them again this year. You know, they got kind of lucky that the Mets started out slow with them and didn't quite pick it up as fast as the Nats did. So they kept them at arm's length. 
Uh, they got lucky that the Phillies started out well and then decided to do like shit the rest of the year. Uh, they got some key injuries. I would assume that, that would not be the case this year. The Phillies made some decent additions in Zach Wheeler and Didi Gregorius, mm-hmm. even if they're not a made game breaking. I wouldn't say that. Um, I think they still have some shortcomings in their bullpen. I think they still have some pretty good shortcomings in their starting rotation. Uh, their offense should be good, but that's also what we said last year, and it was okay, but not great. So I would say you probably still, for me, I would still have Marlins fifth, obviously. I would keep the Phillies at fourth. Um, we'll put the. Mm, I think it's tricky. I'm going to put the Braves at third and the Mets at second because I'm going to guess that the Mets bet on Edwin Diaz bouncing back and Dylan Batances being healthy. And they see, you know, some contributions from Jonas Cespedes again. Um, Those are all very hefty bets to pay off, but I think they will. Uh, I think that'll see the Mets coming in at second. But I think the Nats... If this team doesn't get completely decimated by injuries and you know post World Series hangover, uh, can take the division again. Probably something like ninety three wins, ninety four. So I'm in a similar spot. I'm gonna flip. Actually, I'm gonna change this a little bit. Uh, fifth is the Marlins. Fourth is the Mets. Third is the Phillies. Second is the Braves. But I think 90 wins wins the division. I think it's just a – we thought that, you know, at least was very good, and I think it's going to be very fine. Yeah. Well, it could also be, like, along the lines where everybody goes 10 and 9 against yeah. each other. Cannibalistic. Yeah, yeah, and so you can't – those extra three to four wins that you would get by, say, taking – you know, going 13 and 6 against the Mets – aren't there because you know you're kind of even with everybody it's fair um they're playing a slightly more difficult cross-divisional opponent this year they get the al west rather than the al central which i'm sure everybody is extremely sad about that oh that oh probably single-handedly got the nats into the playoffs (laughs) last year Um, is getting all those games against the shit-ass royals tigers and white Sox. I'm just proud because of that. Like right when they were roughly nineteen and thirty-one, I was like, "So we have these twelve games right here. If we can win like eleven of them, <laughs> I think they ended up winning ten. And if yeah, it was I think it was like Tigers, Royals, Tigers, and then like White Sox. Yeah, yeah. I think they went eleven and one in that stretch. Yeah, if I remember correctly. And we were saying like you have to go at least ten and two, or you failed. Yeah, <laughs> your season is done if you don't win <laughs> yeah. almost all of your games. Yep, and they did it, and, and then good things happened after that, yeah. so that was nice. So all they have to do is just win 10 out of every 12 the whole season. They'll be fine. Yeah, so that's true. So, you know, you replace those games with, you know, and they, and they got lucky to get the Indians at the end of the season when the Indians had kind of given up mm. for the most part. So, unfortunately, they replaced those games with games against the Astros and the Angels and the, the A's, all three teams that should are expected to do well. Um, I mean, who knows if the Angels actually will. I think we've expected the Angels to do well the last six years, and they've been 
pretty mediocre all of those years, even with Mike Trout. I'm sure they pull it off again this year. I mean, um, they still won't have pitching, right? Exactly. Yeah. But time is um, and that's it. Do they come to Nats Park this year? I don't think so. No, I don't know about that. Yeah. Angels, we get the Mariners. Home. Oh. <laughs> uh, we get the Mariners, and we get um, the A's. And we get the Astros. But we do not get the yeah. Rangers or the Angels. The Astros should be a fun series. Won't be nearly as fun if we're like getting our ass kicked at that point in the season, but <laughs> it'll still be fun. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start it by saying the Marlins will be fifth, but I think the Marlins will be significantly better than in previous years. They're not going to be contending better, but you know, the, I think that they'll be in the mid seven, low to mid seventies wins instead of like the high to mid fifties. Okay. Yeah. Um, a close to mediocre team. Yeah. Yeah, they made some decent moves. They'll be especially. they'll be good enough to like steal wins away from one or two of the contenders in our division, and I hope that they're not us. Although they actually they might only be good enough to do that up until the trade deadline, in which case they deal all of these. Yeah. Nice little one-year guys that got like Bilar, Jonathan Bilar, yeah. 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 Speaking of the Nats need a third baseman. Uh, definitely bring him in. He's the second baseman, third baseman, like all the other players the Nets have gotten so far. Is he making like $12 million? Isn't that why they got him for nothing? If you're desperate. Yeah. I think it's $10 million now. Bargain. I mean, it's the Orioles. I mean, it was a four-war Orioles, last year. Anybody who wants to make more than $4 million is automatically off the team unless it's Chris Davis because... Because <laughs> they just, can't make him <laughs> off the team. Right. You can't trade him. And if you're going to pay him, you might as well at least have him there. I mean, it's not like they have anybody to put there anyways. Yes, and then they can market him and make him sign autographs and try to earn money that way too. Yeah. Someone making 8.2. Okay. For some reason, I've just if have could a, fit that in. It'd be tough, but they yeah. can fit it in. Yeah. Especially a, if you're prorating it. I have a bad feeling. Well, good bad feeling about the Phillies. I just my gut just tells me that they're just not like I. I've never really been a Zach Wheeler guy. Like he's always been one of those pitchers that he looks really good, but at the end of the day, he's not really like that good mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean he's like a perfectly fine like fourth starter but they're paying him to be a two and expecting him to be a three now is the phillies this year granted they have made some improvements like we've already talked about with wheeler and gregorius is this like your best or your what's the word i'm looking for like your test case of like how much a manager actually has impact on could, a season? <laughs> it could be because I mean, I mean Girardi's, you know, well, well known, done well before, and like most you, people are pretty sure Gabe Kapler sucks ass. Yeah, literally. So it's a, it's a pretty good step up there. Yeah, you get them all oiled up. But it, it's weird because like their lineup's actually pretty solid. You know, there's. You know, everybody in the lineup can kind of hit. I mean, even your, you know, DD and your Kingery, like, you know, your guys up the middle. I don't know who's playing center field. Not a do Well, yeah. Is Hazley playing center field now? Or is Kingery playing center? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Question. 
But I mean, you know, you got a solid general lineup. You know, McCutcheon will be back. They just something doesn't feel right to me with them, and I don't know why. I, I'll get I'll get the Mets yeah, at three. Hey, yeah. Was McCutcheon a Achilles or an ACL? ACL. Okay. The Mets, I just always up feel like you're going to I don't know for sure if McCutcheon coming back, he's going to be all that good. Yeah. If he's going to be 100% or not. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I didn't realize how like mediocre Reese Hoskins has been. Like He had that great rookie year, and I mean, he's like fine. But he's like, but know, he, hasn't he hit back. like 225 last year. You know, He gets on base and he hits for power, but he's not good in the field. Pretty much he is a three, true outcomes guy that's not like Joey out Joey Gallo good at it. Yeah, it's not accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Mets, the Nats, and the Braves are all gonna finish pretty close and that's not that bold of a prediction. I think Fangrass has the Mets and the Nats tied for first and the Braves one game behind. Uh, I would lean towards the Mets three just because it's the Mets. And I don't feel like the Mets ever have nice things. I don't know why they would start now. Um I mean, there's not there's not really a good reasoning behind it. I think they're all pretty evenly matched. Um, I in my brain, I would probably say that the Braves will win, and the Nats will get second. But since this is a Nats podcast, I'm a Nats fan. I'll go with the Nats first, the Braves second. But <laughs> I think uh, you know we're probably looking at you know, 90 or 91 games is the division winner, and I think all the way between whoever wins the division and the Phillies at fourth will all be probably. 83 to 90 or 83 to 91. I think it's going to be pretty tight. Um, well, I mean, I hope that all the other teams just suck and the Nats win 150 games. But <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen. No, don't win 150 games because then it's going to be like, well, it's a foregone conclusion they're winning the World Series. And then when they don't, people will be livid. <laughs> I'll say a 150-win team has never won the World Series or lost it or existed. <laughs> well, even like when the Mariners won 116 in was that Ichiro's rookie year, yep. they lost in the first round, right? Yeah. Yep. The Yankees. Because they were paired up the Yankees, yeah. Well, five-game series is their BS. Yes. Correct. Except for As this year. As we've been saying for. <laughs> um, did they lose in the first round or did they lose in the second round? I hope they lost in the division round. They could have lost in the championship series. Yeah, because I think that it was a year where like the Yankees were relatively pedestrian in the regular season. I may be making that up. Because that would be the only reason why they would play them in the first round. Yeah. Verdict is... Okay. Yeah, they, uh, ALCS. Oh, they beat okay. the Indians in the division series. Okay, okay. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. Well, I like that they don't put who played in the playoffs on the little top bar. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the nice thing about like college football and college basketball is they put like tournament results or bowl game results like in the right up at the front. Yeah. yeah. So you can see it really quickly. Yeah, that's helpful. All right. So we have the Nats as the NL East division winners. What about the division winners for the rest of the league? Doubling down on the Reds. All in. I bet on them last year and it all didn't really work out. I'm in it, in it to win it. Mike Moustakas as the second baseman will work. <laughs> the Central and is like the sad Trevor version Ballard. of the East. Yeah, it it's, really is. It's like everybody is projected, well, 
besides the Pirates, because the Pirates are trash. They have, they're projected for 71 wins. That's never going to happen. <laughs> but the Cardinals and the Cubs, everybody is projected from 81 to 85. <laughs> four teams with only like four games. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't believe that David Ross will be able to make a miracle turnaround with the Cubs. No. Um, I was very not impressed by the Cardinals team we saw in the NLCS. Maybe that was because they couldn't get any hits. It's a bold strategy. I take back my previous point. Are the Cubs the test case for how much a manager has an effect on a team? Because <laughs> they've done almost absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've actually in done China. nothing. Didn't they sign? No, no. Castellanos went somewhere else. Didn't they? they didn't sign anybody. They couldn't even... They say they couldn't even come up with the money to give Pedro Stroke $3 million. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Famously, the Chicago Cubs are not a very popular band in brand in baseball. Yeah, very few people know about them. They don't buy their gear <laughs> or sing their songs. Or you know, the they're not like the Cleveland Indians or the well, Minnesota Twins who end up in baseball movies of the '90s. And I mean, you know, it's just not is good brand recognition. Really, a big market. No, and they have to share that with the White Sox, who are a huge team. Yeah, that obviously I, everyone's favorite team in Chicago. Right, the White Sox were the president's favorite team, President Obama's favorite team, and I mean, he kind of it kind of became America's favorite team. So yeah, I think they're called I, America's team. Yeah, you gotta say that it's not good conditions for the Cubs, um, you know, to make money. So yeah, you got probably makes sense. They got to really batten down their budget. Uh, and go into a season with not enough good players, and then one of their old, you know, basically hire one of their players from two years ago to be the manager because he's cheap. It's <laughs> really real real unfortunate for him. <laughs> God, I was I was gonna say the Reds, but since he since James said the Reds, I feel like I have to choose somebody else just to make it not boring. <laughs> But I, I would say with me, like, the Reds and the Brewers would be the two that I would flip the coin between. I mean, like, the Reds are kind of the trendy, like, they've done everything right. They're spending money. Their young players are getting ready and whatever. But, uh, you know, the Brewers have just a lot of talent. And, you know, Chris and Yellow is just hard to root against. The Brewers haven't done anything wrong at this point. Other than assemble a bunch of pitchers that can only throw five minutes. Right, but they've also had that. Two, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, two years they in have, a row. From where they were last year, they haven't done anything wrong to come into this year. Mm-hmm. They had a good break uh, after losing in the wild card game. So who, who did they lose to in the wild card game? Um, I think was, some like John Soto guy. Yeah, I think a, it was a Nats. Well, they, they did trade. Right. Uh, they traded Grisham away. <laughs> They're like, please leave. Never come back. We hate you. And they let Eric Thames walk. I mean, they hate to see him go, but they love to watch him leave. <laughs> yes. Also, seeing that man in person, what a monstrous human being. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm excited because at least one time this season, like, you know, you know, for all we know, he could have a terrible year, but I feel like at least one time this season he's going to hit a ball. He's just going to go to the moon. So one of the days that I was there, the wind was blowing hard straight in. And he's standing there, and he pulls one and thinks he got it. Like, he is in, he's 
in his quick little trot around the bases, gets about to second base, and the ball is like at the wall, caught, and he is pissed. <laughs> oh, I forgot the uh, Reds got Castellanos too. Yeah, <clears throat> that's where he went. Yeah, I completely forgot. Didn't they sign like eighteen guys to four year, sixty four million dollar deals? No, that's the White Sox. <laughs> Well, didn't they get both him and uh, Moustakas on 464? Yeah, about around that amount. And then the White Sox signed Jasmine uh, Grandal and Dallas Coyco also for like the same amounts of money. But yeah, I mean, the Reds started rotation. got Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, uh, and Wade Miley and Anthony Discalfani are not terrible fourth and fifth starters. Mm-hmm. So, plus, I think at least one or two of their top prospects are starting pitchers. Did Sonny Gray stop being terrible? Yeah, he's good again. Now he, he was really good York. last year. Yeah. Okay. My fantasy team said thank you. <laughs> and they got Rasiel Iglesias, Amir Garrett, that guy who will fight benches all on his own. Love him. Dope. Michael Lorenzen, the pitcher who can also play like outfield. All the outfield yeah. positions. Yeah. Well, have you guys seen that JB Shuck is like pitching and playing outfield for us? Mm-hmm. Very weird. Yeah, he started like two of the games. Oh, that's where Pedro Stroke went, too. Yeah. Took him away from the Cubs. <laughs> they just took the, the two, the those two rich best reds. players for the Cubs. <laughs> On the Reds now. You should call them the Pirates. <laughs> yeah, Phil, I think, I think last year they got pretty close. They got on the right path. I think this year is probably with the extra additions, especially on the offensive side, is where they can really push through. Uh, especially just... I'm not impressed with the Cubs. The Pirates are way out of it. Um, the Brewers, you'd have to think at some point, aren't going to be able to keep rolling, you know, keep rolling 12s. Crit 20, depending on what dice, <laughs> dice game you're playing here. On that starting pitching staff and bullpen working out for them. What did the Cardinals lose this offseason? Marcelo Zuna. That seems like... No, no, and, no, and Jose Martinez. They traded Martinez for Tommy Pham, didn't they? No, they didn't trade for Tommy Pham because he went to the dads. Um, oh, they went to Padres. They traded they him for the pitching prospect, Libertor. Oh, yeah, it's even worse. Yeah. So they didn't even replace him. Was Wong last season that they traded him? Or was that in the offseason that he yeah, That was the last season, I think. Okay. Wait. He also Wong? sucked ass. Didn't Wong go to the race? I thought Wong was doing really badly and mm-hmm. left. Thought that they or was that kept, somebody else? Because uh, oh no 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 that's it's I, not um, the Rays have his younger brother already. It's a shortstop. Was it Diaz? Who they got rid of? Diaz they traded to the Blue Jays. The, no, the Astros. No, they didn't trade Colton Wong. Who the hell went to the Rays then? Was it Tommy Pham? They, Tommy, traded, they traded Tommy Pham to the Rays. That's that, right. that was last year. Yeah, that's last what I was year. thinking. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then <coughs> they traded uh, Randy as. Or something who's also a corner outfielder to the Rays. It was it was weird because the Rays like had a bunch of outfielders and they traded for more. And the Cardinals had a bunch of or didn't have that many outfielders. They lost Ozuna. They got rid of Martin. Well, Martinez should never be an outfielder anyways. But mm-hmm. it's not like he played yeah. at first. And then the other guy, uh, you know, was also a decent corner outfielder. So I mean, they have uh, Tyler O'Neill. I think is like one of their better prospects, and he's kind of a you know. Huge raw power guy that you know strikes out a billion times, but I think he's a good, you know, highly regarded arm and stuff like that. So you know you can deal with him hitting two forty and thirty five home runs, and he plays real good defense, I guess. But what they have? Fangraphs has in left field. Uh, who? Tyler O'Neill. 
Mm. So, but not really useful defense there. Or maybe you put him in right field and you put Dexter Fowler in left. Yeah. Or you put Dexter Fowler on the bench and somebody else on left field. Apparently, they trained everybody else. One of the most popular questions when you Google the Rays is how much would it cost to buy the Tampa Bay Rays? $75. More than you think. Awesome. The real question is who's going to win the NL West? It's going to be highly competitive, right? I mean, I mean there's obviously no team that's it, head and shoulders above the it rest. It could be the Dodgers, or it could be a team composed of just the backups on the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, it could be the Oklahoma City Dodgers. Is that their Triple A team? What their Double A team? Either way, yes. Albuquerque Isotopes. Is, yeah. that, is that theirs? Nails Who has the Topes? I can't remember anymore. I think that may be the Diamondbacks. Oh, it might be. I may be making that up. Just who because knows? they're in the state. Who knows who the AAA team for the Dodgers is? Yeah, I was sad to see Mookie Betts come to the NL. Yes. I really wanted him to stay in the AL. <laughs> nice. I, again, it's just those hard-up teams, like the Boston Red Sox, who just have no international brand, You know, don't really have that much of a rapid fan base, you know, haven't really experienced that much success in the last decade or so. Or the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these don't have the revenue streams to keep up with some of these other teams, and they got to sell. It's unfortunate, but that's just the reality of baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, but can you remember the last famous person you saw wearing a Red Sox hat? John Krasinski? He's not famous. <laughs> Matt Damon? I mean, they obviously don't pay their players enough because Big Poppy is out there doing Hyundai commercials or whatever. So, Kurt Schiller's got to send out all these tweets just for attention. (laughs) (laughs) Just too bad. You know, again, another team that's never been featured in a baseball movie like those lucky big budget teams like the Indians and the Twins. The Angels. And the Angels, that's true. Angel, Angel of Anaheim. Although that was the California Angels in that movie. So true. That's true. It was the Pittsburgh Pirates in the original version of that movie. I know. It's one of my favorite trivia questions to write. <laughs> so, I feel like only James again, that. <laughs> another big budget, well-known team with a rabid fan base that's just bringing in the money in Pittsburgh Pirates that a team like the Red Sox or the Cubs can't compete with. Nope. It's just unfortunate. Not when they break out the checkbook, man. Yeah, uh, Dodgers. You need the Dodgers. Yeah. Like, um, one in 100 chance it's the Padres, and then otherwise it's the Dodgers. At least the Padres will probably compete for the wild card with the discards of the, the NL East. And then maybe if someone in the NL Central, if, you know, two teams of the four mediocre teams just tank, I guess the other two teams would theoretically be lifted up. But yeah, I mean... The nice thing is we have another shot this year, messed it up last year, to get a nine-way tie for first place in the NL East, first place in the NL Central, and the wild card between the Nats, Mets, Braves, Phillies, Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, Reds, and Padres. You can throw the Diamondbacks. Well, actually, I forgot the the Rockies. They're going to win like 95 games or 97 games or whatever this year, right? Because of of the math? (laughs) Because of how averages work? Yeah. That's what happened back in 2008 
I think that's what he was referencing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did they did poorly, they did poorly, and they did amazing. So Therefore, like, it will happen this time. Happen. Yeah. yeah. Or 2007. Yeah, 2007. Sorry, because that rocked over lost to the uh, Red Sox. The World Series. Yeah. Um, so let's stay on the West, and who do we have for the AL West? Um, It's not the Angels. There's no way in hell. Angels don't win 81 games or so. That's just how they roll. Uh, don't really want to pick the Astros, so let's go with the A's. They got some cool players. They, I think, are still the only Major League Baseball team actively employing somebody who went to Virginia Tech in Chad Pinder. Did you see uh, the Rays GM is from Tech? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, now I know who my AL is picking. That's cool. So, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, A's in the NL West. It's an unpopular pick, but I'm going to go with the Astros. Ooh. All Dusty Baker does is win in the regular season. <laughs> I can TJ see... condones cheating. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can see the Astros underperforming. Their projection is just there's so many distractions and everything, but I still think at the end of the day, they're still going to win the division. It may end up being closer. I think that A's are still going to be a wild card team, or at least in the in the mix for it. But while uh, while I was down there, there was definitely a security person standing right next to the Astros World Series sign <laughs> the whole time. Nice. Um. Okay, AL Central. White Sox would probably be the easiest pick. Uh, White Sox are twins. Actually, I think I think I'd go with the twins. Yeah, they won over 100 games last year, and they made good additions in trading for Ryu. No, who they trade for? Maeda. Maeda. That was racist. Um, are, you guys already mixed up Fam and Wong. Hey, I just mixed up four letter last names. I think twins have anybody else. I thought they added like one other person. Josh Donaldson, Joe Mack. Oh, Donaldson. That's right. I forgot <laughs> they ended up getting Donaldson. Yeah. So those are two big uh, A plus additions to a team that already won a hundred games. You know, the the thing they needed more was more offense, more home runs. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe Nelson Cruz will only simply hit thirty six home runs instead of thirty nine this year. Nelson Cruz will hit 36 to 42 home runs every year until he dies, and even if he only gets 42 hits in a season, he will hit 36 home runs yeah. to 42 home runs. But uh, yeah, they got they got a lot of lot of good hitters there. Some good, decent starting pitching. There's a lot to like about this team. Arias will be good. Ada will be decent. Odrizzi will be decent. We get Michael Pineda back, and hope maybe he'll still be good, even if he is not on steroids anymore. Uh, they have Rich Hill. I was going to say, when did Frogface get there? When did they get Rich Hill? Oh, yeah, they signed him this offseason. Also, nice. he's listed eighth on their depth chart for the rotation. Well, I think he's supposed to miss, like, three months because he Dude, I like like this. for his elbow but isn't having Tommy John or like, something like that. Fascinating rotation. Barrios... And then it's like, it really feels like 
the Dodgers rotations of like four years ago. We had like one good guy <laughs> and Alex Wood, and then four times. we have like six people, yeah, who are okay, and we'll just rotate through them when they get injured. Alex Wood with his right arm. Alex Wood with his left arm. <laughs> Odrizzi, Maeda, Pineda, Hill, Homer Bailey, Julio Chassin. That's it's pretty like great. A bunch of random dudes that like overperformed what we expected them to, and they still got them for like five dollars. So I'm yeah. on Rich Hill's MLB page. Use his real name, Dick Mount. <laughs> and everything is in English, including the transaction descriptions. But the date is in Spanish. Well, that just <laughs> makes sense. The CM Ray is on his side. I don't understand. <laughs> also, apparently his nickname on MLB is Field of Jeans. G-E-N-E-S. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, if he's missing three months, that's probably going to benefit them. Yes. him coming in midway through the season is Well, I mean, he's terrible. like the pitcher, Ryan Zerman, where it's like, yeah, yeah I'm not going to play until... Or like, yeah, I'm going to be ready for the season, and then like, June rolls around, like, uh, I'm ready now. The season started now, right? <laughs> oh. yeah. I'm actually still surprised that Zimmerman already signed. Like, I the whole time I was like, he's going to sign in June because he hates spring training, and he hates spring training, and he never plays in spring training. He's probably tired, and they don't really need him. <laughs> but no. Just do the, the Roger Clemens or Roy Oswald thing. I'm just like, eh, I'll see you guys in a couple months. Yeah. I mean, he had his funny. He went and played goalie against the Capitals. I'm sure he wrote an ATV or something. Speaking of that, did you guys yeah. see that Lair Walker is going to be the emergency goalie oh, yeah, for the Avs uh, Gold Knights game? <laughs> Which awesome. is like his dream come true. He's like, I would trade. He didn't say this really, but he's like, I'd trade the Hall of Fame for this. <laughs> Just to be the emergency goalie. Oh, that's fantastic. Everybody wants to be the emergency backup goalie. He's the hottest guy in town. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, speaking of, on the emergency back goalie, should MLB? Well, actually, sorry, you have to do award winners first, right? And then I'll ask my good question. We still do the ALEs too. Nobody wins that. <laughs> Rays, everyone's favorite team, the Rays, the biggest fan base in baseball. I'll go with the Yankees, even though they'll see if they can they can make it in their war of attrition. So I got an alert today, and it was like. Eric Carabell's like do not draft list. It like the first three on there was a third of the Yankees lineup. <laughs> Judge Stanton, Gary Sanchez, Sanchez, yeah. Well, Severino's done. Yeah, Paxton's yeah. dead. Yeah. Do they have anyone who can pitch? Kurt Cole. But anybody uh, that's not because remember he's not allowed to pitch in games as we learned during the World Series. Garrett Cole. Again. What's his name? Herman Domingo. Um, Yes. No, he's suspended, right? Oh, is he? Didn't he get... Wasn't... I don't want to slander anybody. One of their pitchers was suspended for a long time for domestic violence. And I think it was the tail end of last year, but I think that they kind of are... Maybe we're not going forward with using him. I guess maybe they are now. He is expected to be out through June 4th. Uh, 
Oh, they still have Tanaka. They still have. They have that. They got Johnny yes. Lasagna. He was suspended to 81 games for violating the league's domestic violence policy. So, yeah. I mean, when you're going into a season with, like, Jay Happ, who was bad last year, he was basically throwing batting practice. Jordan Montgomery, who kind of used to be a prospect and never really came around. And then Johnny Lasagna, who he's always put up good, uh, like, peripheral stuff. And I think he's sort of in the kind of your Fetty, both Ross boat of, like, you know, in stints he looks good, but in general he hasn't really done it. I don't know if they've got enough pitching. Like, when you're going into the season and you already have three question marks in your rotation, that's probably not a good look, but I'm sure they can probably find somebody. They're the Yankees. They have an insane system, so. Did we, did we finally decide if Luke Voigt was good or not? Did he fall on the fence? Well, he, I think he fell off, and then uh, uh, Ford is the other guy, too, right? Because Ford, it's like his fan guy projections are like, Having like a nine hundred something OPS, but he doesn't. He's not gonna get any bats because there's nowhere for him. To play. <laughs> well, I guess if uh, if like Judge and Stanton are hurt, then I guess he can get some uh, DH time. Well, yeah, Boyd's fine. Yeah, I mean he ended up with a eight forty OPS. Like mm-hmm. he's not terrible. It's but I feel like he's probably gonna get to play this year. I feel like Voigt is very much like he's either very good or he's very bad. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the the steadiness of any point. He's either hot or he is not. Did you ever have a Voigt brand basketball? Because that's exactly what a Voigt brand basketball is. <laughs> it's like when it's brand new, it's like nice and bouncy and stuff. And after two weeks, like there's like it's like a crack and it's like flat forever. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So we have the Yankees and the Rays in a yep. split decision. Yep. I think the Yankees will actually win, but I don't want to pick the Yankees, so I'm picking the Rays. <laughs> nice. Just like I didn't do with the Astros. All right. Then we're gonna stick with the AL. AL Cy Young and MVP. Um. Mike Trout. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty easy. Garrett Cole. Yep. Easy one. <laughs> yep. 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 Simple. I'll win. You could say Justin Verlander, but he's injured now, so. Yeah, and it's probably not going to be Corey Kluber going to Texas. Just pitching that park is probably going to hurt his numbers enough to not take him out of the conversation, but yeah. make that a little easier to make the choice with Cole. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the other contenders, maybe Shane Bieber from Cleveland, uh, Zach Greinke in Houston. Uh, it's kind of you can see what kind of a next step Lucas Giolito takes. Yeah. He had a hot what two and a half months there. Yeah, that was fairly solid around that. Mm-hmm. Had a little bit of struggle. So yeah, Giolito could be there, uh, especially if the, the White Sox are doing really well and he can get even more attention. Uh, Blake Snell, Snell yeah. I was going to say Snell. Snell, I think is healthy again, mm-hmm. and if he can stay healthy and, and get up there. Uh, did he win Sion in twenty eighteen? Or was he just like runner up? I think he won. I thought he won. Yeah, I feel like he did. Okay. So yes, yeah, so Snell would be a good bet too. Uh, but I think 
starting year, Cole's kind of your uh, heavy favorite. He did win in 18. I can also see Lindor having like a freak, you know, season before he walks and competing with uh, with Trout. Yeah, walk years are things. Yeah, I see Josh. I see Josh Donaldson ending up having a crazy year in the Twins Bash Bros. Um, yeah, he played pretty good defense for the Braves last year, so he won't be too much of a slouch there. And he also plays flashy enough defense that I feel like, like he's a, he's a combination of he does well with the metrics, but he also looks good Makes it look to good. like the average person yeah. too. Yeah, so I think you could see if the Twins really just take off in the Central, uh, he could start getting a lot of votes. Um, and I don't think there's anybody specifically on the White Sox. Maybe uh, Aloy Jimenez if he really launches in his second year. Uh, a threat. Um, pretty much anybody you think of on the Yankees is injured right now. Yeah, I was going to say, you have guys in the Yankees, but that would require them to play more than 15 games in a season. Um, and then maybe, Ramirez, maybe. Yeah. My, what is it? Matt Chapman for oh, yeah. the A's. I just don't think anybody in the A's will be able to get enough traction. All right. Really. Uh, I think the only the dark horse would be Anthony Rendon if you know Mike Trout is out for a considerable amount of the season, but Rendon keeps the Angels doing well, which seems very unlikely. But if it were to happen, then you know, he might be a candidate as well. I'm trying to imagine the scenario where like Otani could be a contender too, but I really just don't see him like hitting enough, like playing in enough games as a batter to like. Unless he's also yeah, like the Cy Young winner. Yeah. I don't know if Otani I mean, crushes it enough. How... If he plays both sides of the ball, like, does he have to outplay on one of those sides? Like, does he have to increase his performance so much more over the competition or does he get the benefit of the doubt i would i would guess that it'd be the former okay yeah. that he would I mean, he'd get attention mm-hmm. for doing both but he wouldn't get awards unless he was like outstanding on one or the other yeah i think if he was like a top three cy young contender and then played you know, 50 or 60 games and you know, had a 900 OPS or so, you know, like something like that. Like he could get subtraction. I, I, yeah. I, he'd probably have to win the Cy Young and hit well, I would guess, to win because then the other side's like, well, you're going to give the MVP to a guy that didn't win, even win the pitching. Yeah. 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 That's I, fair. You can see, I could see him be like a three war hitter, three war pitcher, and few people really wanting to take the stand that, oh, that's a six war player and he should be MVP conversation. I think he'll be seen more as just kind of an average pitcher, you know, play on both sides. I just wish he went to the NL so he could hit on his starting days. <laughs> so I feel like that would be they just have to give up the DH. Yeah, that's true. But how did he? Uh, how did he work in fantasy leagues? There's two Shohei Otani's in Yahoo. Doesn't ESPN just have one? Oh yeah, that's true. They do just have one. Yeah. But it's annoying there because I think, well, if you have weekly lineups, at least I think. You have to choose the beginning of each week if Which he's going to be a pitcher or a hitter. Like if it's daily, you know, it doesn't matter because he. Well, I guess unless he played in an NL park, uh, but like on a regular day where he's starting, he's not going to hit. Um, yeah, it doesn't work very well. 
This year, they even added Michael Lorenzen into as a batter into Yahoo, Ooh. which they've never done before. That That's I know, because I think they're actually planning on maybe using him a little bit. Well, they have like the two way designated player, player now, now yeah, poorly done, I believe. I forget what's involved with that, but I yeah, so we might see more people like that, or at least jump close, yeah, to try to get an advantage on the on the new roster rules. NL MVP and Cy Young. Um, I mean, it's tough to it's tough to go away from Degrom at this point. I mean, Scherzer could, but again, we he's already having a little bit of bulky issues with his back. Yeah. How much is that going to affect him throughout the rest of the year? Uh, Strauss is usually pretty much like clockwork that he's going to miss, you know, three to six games, which will hurt him in that respect. Um, Even Corbin could be up there, but I feel like it's hard. Yeah, it is hard to bet against Degrama. And you could see, like, Walker Bueller could take a step forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe, you know, if. Bauer, Flaherty, you know, if their teams do really well and they do really well, they get some attention, but I think it's going to be DeGrom versus the world. Yeah. Unless Scherzer is healthy. What's that? Unless Scherzer is healthy. Yeah, yeah, if he's... Then he'll be right there, too. If he's healthy, he's up there. So it's Um, kind of an incident of when we're talking about this, and he is currently not that healthy. Yeah, if this was three days ago, it's probably a different conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, and also DeGrom could theoretically break down at any point, you know, pitchers. And wow. Well, and he's been, he's, Jeez, man, way to really bring the mood down. <laughs> he's gotten hurt previously. Like I said, the Mets are going to met. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's certainly not immune to it, but it's hard to go away from his track record from the last two years. Yep. MVP, <clears throat> I, mean, I think you can see Soto, if the Nats do well, definitely kind of redoing 2015 Bryce Harper. A bit with just being the only guy who's hitting on the team, um, especially if he takes another step forward. We'll have to see on that front. Um, obviously, the Dodgers, Mookie Betts, and Cody Bellinger both just won MVPs recently. Um, Is that going to be like the NBA thing though, where like they're they taking votes from out. each other? I, mean, I feel possible. like they'll, they'll split the vote because yeah. I feel like it's going to be like yelling. Or Soto, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's other things. And I'll, in, in both of these cases, have a lot more like identifiable contenders. I'm sure they there are favorites. Like you just said, Degrom's probably a favorite, um, and I'd say Yellick is probably a favorite in the NL for MVP. But it's not nearly as big of a distance as we're seeing in the AL. Um, and you're not as you don't have to dig as deep to find candidates. So maybe you can say guys like Acuna too. Right, like, so I was gonna say Acuna. Yeah, he's gonna put good. up. He's gonna put up your accounting stats too that um, the old guys like. Yeah, um, and Yelich is gonna be a hundred percent for opening day. I think so. Yeah, okay. as far as last I heard. Otherwise, uh, they wouldn't give him that big deal. Yeah, because I mean he's played in three games so far. So I mean he's playing, but I didn't know yeah. if he was like they were targeting him to be. Yeah, if you want to dig deep, you can say even like Pete Alonso for the Mets or Conforto might be able to get into the conversation if they're doing well. He's hurt. 
Alonso's hurt? No, uh... Conforto, oh, like Conforto just got hurt, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So he'll probably miss the start of the season. Well, they didn't say he's going to miss the start of the season, but... It's like every, an oblique or yeah, something, right? Usually yeah. an oblique is like, even if it's not serious, it's usually... He'll have to wait the whole time, yeah. yeah. And yeah, sure. he's going to take his... Uh, or, you know, Bryce Harper, JT Realmanito, uh, also potential candidates, so... The NL is, is not lacking in terms of star power. Mm-hmm. Or good teams. Uh, sadly, our favorite team is in, in the NL. Nice for in the NL. I mean, it's not. It's nice to not have to pencil in the Yankees as a potential playoff candidate every year. Sure. I will enjoy that. Although we get to pencil in the Dodgers every year. So sorry sure. to the Twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anything else that we need to? Yeah. Over? So. What I was thinking about with emergency backup goalies. Mm-hmm. Should MLB switch to having an emergency backup catcher that's similar to the emergency backup goalie usage in hockey? It makes sense. It, mean, it's a rare occasion that you're going to need one. Yeah. So you don't need to carry that guy. And also, odds are, similar to a goalie, if you put a skater or a position player yeah. in there... There's a good chance they're going to get hurt there. Right. Don't most teams like have like a like they have somebody like a, like usually, a infielder like, usually is like trained yeah. to like deal with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if they're really trained. They're just more designated. Yeah. I mean, like they'll they'll catch like a bullpen every now and then just to like stay into it. But I mean, I can't really you know unless you're really being aggressive with pinch hitting your backup catcher or pinch running for your starting catcher or something like that, like. I don't know if I could count on one hand the amount of times that I've seen a team need. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the yeah. same, same thing in hockey. Though. Yeah. And I mean, with hockey, they've got to be hurt. Like, if you yeah. pull your goalie and then that guy gets hurt, the goalie who's pulled just goes, but like, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Right. But if both of them get hurt, I think it makes sense to right. like, like I think you it, have a video coordinator. Almost <laughs> impossible that that ever happened, but I think it would be fun for baseball teams to be like designating play guy random guys as the emergency backup catcher. Well, in they typically it's like a fun story at that point yeah, whenever yeah. it happens of like, yeah. yeah, this guy played D three hockey ten years ago and yeah. is their yeah. backup or is their emergency goalie. Yeah, or it's like, oh, this is a goalie for the University of Michigan team. They don't have a game. This weekend, so he's here instead. If now he's in the game, honestly, I feel like a emergency like long man pitcher. If your game goes eighteen innings, would actually be more important than an yeah. emergency backup because it's like yeah. that's when you're really having guys that are straining, you know, pitching longer than they need to, and yeah. blowing their arms out. So can we just sign Levon Hernandez to like a lifelong contract? Okay. <laughs> I think he needs the money. Didn't he get in trouble like last year? Uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yes. I haven't heard anything about that, so I hope he's doing well. He's doing better than, uh, who was the other, uh, who was the old Nats pitcher that got busted for all the drugs? Uh, Loisa. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, he turned into a I thought you were asking about Matt White, White, the guy who, uh... He found, like, diamonds or something, right? Yeah, and then it turned out it wasn't worth anything. Oh, bummer. <laughs> Sad, yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah, I could get behind that. I could definitely get behind the emergency pitcher at that point. Well, just like, like Well, hey, then the game's going to end pretty quick. 
You're right. Then we all get to go yeah. home. Well, yeah, well, who, well, the Nats emergency catcher would probably be like Tony Blanca, right? Because isn't he the bullpen coach? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I assume that it would just be every bullpen coach is a catcher, a uh, former catcher, and then they would come in. Yeah. I, it would be fun if some team designated their bullpen catcher and then, like, guys just couldn't warm up. From <laughs> like, <laughs> I, he's in the game now. He's got to go warm up on the mound. It would be, see that it would one suck coming. so bad. But, like, one came in because anybody get on, done on base, it'd be like free stolen bases all day. Like, there's oh, yeah. no, nobody would be competent enough to, like, no. throw people out. Or you get 87 pickoff attempts every guy. Game turns into a seven hour slog to get through 12 innings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But I think that is about it. Uh, we are off here for a couple of weeks. We should be back. Let's see. I think just before opening day. For the Nats, not opening day of baseball. Uh, Live. It will be just after the home opener. Gotcha. I'm thinking April 7th. Okay. Because we moved the 26th, and I doubt our house will be in any kind of shape by the 31st. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So we will do that. And Season should already be over by then. <laughs> Until then, we are ghosts.